welcome to Apotha Kelly, a podcast about herbs and natural healing. I'm Kelly Cook, creator of Moonflower, Apothecary, and Alchemy. Join me as we discuss various herbs and their many healing benefits. I'll share with you lots of nerdy herb facts, traditions, and some of my own tips and recipes. You'll learn creative ideas to start crafting your own herbal apothecary and how to bring this green magic into your life. Good morning. We're out on the porch again. It's a way different day than yesterday. I did the first episode of the Flower Essence podcast yesterday. It was gorgeous, sunny, the perfect day, the summer solstice. Today, it is rain, 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 but I'm out on the porch. You can hear the birds. It's nice and cool, and hopefully, it's not going to start pouring or I'll have to go in, but I'd love to sit out here and do these podcasts when I can, so hopefully, the weather will hold up. Before I start this section of the Flower Essence podcast, I thought I would just read to you a quote from Edward Bach because this really just kind of sums up flower essence therapy. In 1934, Bach wrote this, they cure not by attacking disease, but by flooding our bodies with the beautiful vibrations of our higher nature in the presence of which disease melts away as snow in the sunshine. There's no true healing unless there is a change in outlook, peace of mind, and inner happiness. Isn't that really so true for most all of us? When we don't feel well physically, we generally don't feel 100% mentally and emotionally either. And that is where these flower essences come into play. So what I want to talk a little bit about first is just to clarify a couple of things from the first podcast. Hopefully, you've had a chance to listen to the first episode, uh, Flower Essence Basics. And I love that I got some questions and some comments. I love your feedback. So thank you guys so much for going on in the comments section. And some of you have also texted me. Some of my close friends that have listened to this have texted me. Um, some questions. So before I go any further, I just want to clarify a couple of things. First of all, um, the morning that you harvest your flower essences, I had just very casually said get up early. So what I mean is within a couple of hours of the sunrise, you don't have to get up at the crack of dawn. I do find it helpful to go ahead and have all of my tools and materials prepared and set out the night before. And then I just wake up a little earlier maybe than normal. But like I said, within a couple of hours of sun up if possible and go out and harvest your flowers. That being said, I have also made a flower essence in the middle of the day because the need or the notion strikes me. So as long as you have a nice sunny day and about three to four hours of sunlight to infuse your essence, go for it. I also was not clear, uh, and I got a couple of questions about using dried flowers. I do not use dried flowers to make flower essences, simply because what you're wanting to harness is that very, very subtle energy 
from the flower. And that needs to be in a fresh, newly opened flower. You don't want to pick flowers that are damaged or have brown edges or a little bug's been nibbling on it. You want to try to select flowers that are in their most perfect form and that are newly opened, not slightly wilting on the tail end of their beauty. I do use a lot of dried flowers and herbs, as you know, we've talked about this before. The physical healing components, the constituents of those herbs are generally intact. There are a few exceptions, such as milky oats, you wanna use those fresh. But for the most part, dried herbs, dried flowers, those are great when you're making tinctures, salves, even oils. But for flower essences, I want you to just focus on using the fresh flowers, the freshest, most beautiful flowers that you can get. When you harvest your flower, try to do it in a time frame that you know you're going to be able to get at least three good hours of pure sunlight to make this infusion. I sort of think of a flower essence as a type of sun tea because you are essentially using the sun to infuse those flowers. So or infuse that liquid with the flower's essence. So three hours would be the minimum. If you can get five, six, even eight hours of good sunlight, go for it. Now, no one asked me this, but I thought I would just mention it to you guys because it does happen, and it has happened to me twice. What do you do if it rains on your flower essence? Well, the choice is yours, <laughs> and I've done both. You can toss it out if you don't want the rainwater in there. And I have done that. I came home um, after starting a flower essence and there was a terrible storm. And I did just decide to discard the liquid. I think I ended up watering my basil with it or something. But, you know, it's also fine to use that. What a wonderful vibrational energy to infuse into your medicines rainwater or perhaps there was a thunderstorm that day all of those things are just layers of vibrational energy and if that's what you want to put into your medicine then by all means do so i did feel like when i kept um, i made a flower essence out of shasta daisies which i just thought were so pretty and loved that bright energy that they had but when I left it and it got rained on. There was a lot of rainwater in my essence. And so I just didn't feel like it would preserve as well as a traditionally made flower essence. So I used it more as a floral water or a toner. I kept it in the refrigerator and tried to use it up within a couple of weeks. I didn't preserve it and keep it as a, a mother essence like we talked about. But the choice is really yours. The last thing that I want to talk to you about because we're talking about all these um, methods or rules if you will for making flower essences and a lot of it revolves around the sun so now I'm going to say to you this is the part of this podcast where I tell you that it's okay to break the rules there are also times when I'm making a flower essence that I want to infuse 
a different type of healing energy into my flower essence, be it energy from a setting sun or from a full moon or on the rare occasion if you ever get to make a flower essence and there's a lunar eclipse, I encourage you to leave that flower essence out and let it absorb that energy from the eclipse. Anytime I get the chance to make an essence and there's a full moon, I definitely leave my essence sitting out all the way through the day and so I'm breaking that rule of not letting you know the shadow fall across it and I go into sunset and then on into darkness as it absorbs that moonlight. It really just depends on the energy and the intention that you're using when you're making your medicine. So I encourage you to study the different phases of the moon, the waxing moon, as the moon is growing in size and strength. We generally think of that as a type of energy for growing, for um, starting new projects, for giving life to things. The full moon, of course, at its peak, that's the highest vibrational energy of the lunar cycle. And then the waxing, or the waning moon, excuse me, when the moon is getting smaller in the sky and the energy is weakening somewhat, diminishing, I'll say, we think of that as a decreasing energy, so removing any negativity from your field. That is a good time to think about the waning moon. But these are only things to consider if you choose to use that lunar energy in your essences. So I just thought I would throw that out there for you because it's a little different than all of the other um, methods that I have said for making flower essences. The last question that I was asked, and this is the perfect question, and it's so funny, it's just something that you say casually, um, to sit with a plant. So one of my friends sent me a text message yesterday, I could tell that she had just listened to the podcast and said, what do you mean sit with a plant? Okay, I really do just mean that. I mean sit with the plant. If you're lucky enough to sit down and hold space with a plant of your choosing in front of you and sort of take a moment to meditate and connect with that plant. Listen to all of the senses. Use your eyes, your ears, your nose, your intuitive abilities. What comes to mind when you sit with that plant? It's what we call a heart connection and it is sort of an entuning of your vibration with the plant's vibration and that is how a lot of knowledge is gained from plants. So when I say sit with the plant, that is literally what I mean, sit with the plant, if you can. If you can't, um, let's say you're in an apartment in the city or you're in your college dorm room or whatever and you can't have that plant in front of you, you can also hold that plant in your mind's eye and do the same process, you know, try to imagine what the, the petals look like, what is the scent that comes from the plant, what's the texture of the leaves, the structure of it. Just really try to connect in some way with that plant and it just deepens your 
ability to receive what that plant gives you in the way of healing medicine. And one more question that I was asked, and I apologize for not clarifying this, is the suggested use of flower essences. That's kind of important, right? So I want to go over that again. Standard use of a flower essence. This is from a stock bottle that you've prepared like we discussed before. Adults, healthy adults, um, you're going to take three to four drops three to four times a day. Flower essences will always be recommended to be used three to four times a day because that's kind of the cycle that our body is on. It's also really easy because those are generally the times of day that we eat. So it's easy to remember if you just want to do it a little bit before or after a meal, that usually works good. Um, if you are compromised due to illness or aging or some sort of long-term disability that has weakened your system, you may want to lessen the dosage a bit to two to three drops, three or four times a day for adults. For children, I generally say one to two drops. And for pets, you can use one drop in a bowl of water. You want it to be really diluted for pets just because they're so much more sensitive than we as humans are. Uh, my dogs will not touch a bowl of water if it has one drop of flower essence in it. So they pick up on that really quick and they just turn their nose up at it. I will also confess to you that both of my dogs generally drink out of the toilet and it seems heartbreaking to me to put my flower essence into my toilet. So if your dog will drink it out of the water bowl, that's great. My dogs will not. So what I do for my puppies is put one drop on my fingertips and I massage it into the inner part of their ear. Just massage it in. You can also do it on the tip of their nose. Um, but that vibration will still be absor absorbed by their bodies and they'll get the benefit from it. Alright, so what I want to talk to you about before we go on to uh, specific flower essences is something that I mentioned yesterday just real briefly and that is how to make a gemstone elixir. Several of the flower essences that I use in my apothecary both here at home and also at work uh, contain a mixture of flower essence and gemstone elixir or essence. Let me get a sip of coffee here <laughs> before I go on. So a gemstone elixir as it's typically called, or you can call it a gemstone essence if you prefer. It is made in exactly the same way as a flower essence. So you're going to collect your clean, pure water and place in a bowl, whatever vessel you choose, glass or pottery is best, um, place a gemstone, an amethyst, rose quartz, clear quartz, citrine, Moonstone makes a lovely essence. Um, you do want to do your research and make sure that those stones, you generally want to use hard, very hard stones like a quartz or um, calcite is great. So none of the minerals are leached out of the stone into the water because some of those um, parts of the mineral kingdom are not healthy for us to ingest. I made this mistake once with kyanite. Uh, I put kyanite 
into a vessel of water to do a full moon infusion. Kyanite is a stone that is believed to hold no negative charge, need no cleansing, and transforms negativity and negative vibrations into positivity and positive vibrations. What a beautiful essence, right? Wonderful. Except, <laughs> once I started to make the essence, I had this little niggling in the back of my head that wouldn't go away. Like something just kept saying to me, you need to double check that. So, I encourage you to listen to those little voices, the, the voices in your head, listen to those. Um, so I did. I looked it up in one of my books, and sure enough, kyanite is a very, very soft stone. It's, it's very, um, it almost reminds me a little bit of soapstone in that you can scratch it with your fingernail. So, of course, sitting in that liquid, it was going to leach out some of the mineral properties and would not be safe to ingest. So I ended up using that essence as a room clearing spray and uh, did not obviously ingest that. But for stones that you have researched and determined safe to use in an elixir preparation, you're gonna do the exact same thing. You're gonna let that set for several hours in the light of full sun or if you're doing a lunar infusion, uh, throughout the night as the moonlight shines over your bowl and then remove your stone strain your water out through a cheesecloth or a coffee filter just to make sure that no little bugs or anything have gotten in there and then you're going to preserve it exactly as you would uh, a standard flower essence using alcohol uh, one part to one part to make your mother essence and then continue on just like you normally would so, what I'm going to talk to you about next are just several essences. I'm going to go over the ones that I use in my apothecary and tell you a little bit about what they do for the body so that you can start kind of getting in your mind how to incorporate these flower essences into your wellness routine. I'm going to read you something. Um, this is off of my website. This is sort of a shortened version um, to tell you a little bit about what flower essences and gemstone elixirs are. If you are interested in learning more about flower essences and gemstone elixirs, how they're created, how they're used, and a little bit more information on these specific essences that I'm gonna talk to you about in just a minute, you can go on my website. It's lunabluestudio.info. lunabluestudio.info. Scroll down on the left-hand side and click on the Moonflower Apothecary link, and then you'll see a page for flower essences and gemstone elixirs, and there's a ton of great information there. Each specific flower or gemstone has a vibrational energy as do our own bodies. Where herbal tinctures and teas work on the physical body, essences work on our energetic body in a subtle yet highly effective way. The goal is to free yourself of anything that is blocking your path to full awareness and complete wellness. So keep that in mind as we go over these flower essences. 
spices. The first one I want to talk to you about is raspberry and quartz. I'm really fortunate that basically my entire perimeter of our property is lined with raspberry. So we harvest lots of raspberry tea and we pig out on vanilla ice cream and raspberries and chocolate syrup all summer long. And I use the beautiful raspberry blossoms to make flower essence from. Raspberry is very helpful when you're feeling overreactive. It allows your truest self to shine through during really difficult times. Raspberry helps us to listen and trust our inner knowing and to release that self-doubt. This is an essence that says to your body, live, laugh, love. The raspberry is a very gentle essence, and so I added clear quartz to this essence just to amplify that vibration a bit. Another one is red clover and amethyst. Red clover is a, an herb that I use a lot. It's very useful um, for women who are going through menopausal or hormonal shifts and changes as an herb. But as an essence, it's wonderful for calming your fears, easing those anxieties. It is my go-to number one go-to essence during a panic situation when the proverbial shit has hit the fan this is when you go to your red clover and amethyst it's good for staying grounded during really stressful situations especially situations that are more of a marathon than a sprint uh, it's great for relaxing calming it helps you to clarify your thoughts. It's great for balancing the mood and very, very useful when you need that additional layer to shield you from negativity. Amethyst is added to the red clover because amethyst is a stone of positive energy and transforming and sort of changing negativity into a more positive vibration so it's perfectly combined with the red clover another blend of the two is peony and rose quartz this is that super bright fuchsia peony and the rose quartz which is a stone of love and compassion and friendship I always think of the energy of a rose quartz as just a big hug that's that's what rose quartz says to me hello friend do you need a hug peony helps us to be reminded of living in a state of gratitude to be grateful for what we have at the present moment sometimes if you feel like you're missing out or you're frustrated because things didn't go the way that you had hoped it still helps you to live in that place of gratitude instead of being disappointed. It sort, of it sort of gives you a shift. It's also really helpful for people who say yes to too many things. If you're feeling overextended or stretched too thin, this is a flower essence to help you get through that. Apple blossom 
is a singular flower essence. I, I have made this particular one on its own because I just love that shining energy of the apple blossom. I live in apple country in western North Carolina, so we have lots of apple trees near us. I have one right in front of my back deck, um, which is wonderful. So these are freshly harvested in the spring. Apple blossom is wonderful for new beginnings, when you're starting a new path, a new career, a new relationship. It's just a really opening essence for a new beginning. It helps bring about generosity, helps you to foster trust. It balances the thoughts and emotions. It's very, very useful if you are beginning a new self-care practice. Uh, if you have decided to be a little healthier or take a little better care of yourself, I encourage you to incorporate apple blossom into that routine, at least for a short time until it becomes habit for you. Uh, it's also another essence that helps to bring about a positive outlook. Apple blossom is really about letting that inner star that we all hold shine from within you. Blue violet, common blue violet as it's called, is another flower essence that is used to help you shift yourself from a place of fear back to a center of trust, of knowing. Violet is really helpful in increasing intimacy and it's great for folks who have difficulty making personal connections and sustaining relationships, healthy relationships. Wild Rose and Quartz is another essence that I use. Wild Rose grows everywhere where I live. Um, here we call it Come Along or Multiflora Rose. It is a beautiful flower that borders the edges of our yard, the woods. It sort of makes a, a border in between properties a lot of times. It's just a thorny little thicket. The birds love to live in it. Um, so think of that as you're using it. That wild rose creates boundaries. Just as it does in the physical world create boundaries. It helps us in our personal life create boundaries. It's very useful for creating a healthy balance in work and play. If you tend to get a little cattywampus, I do that a lot. I'm a workaholic, and so I often will go to this essence to help me feel a little bit more balanced and not work all the time, but also make a little time to play. It's very comforting to the heart chakra. It increases feelings of self-worth. It helps you open up the door for personal growth and wellness. And again, like many of these essences, it helps you make that shift away from negativity and give yourself a more positive outlook on things. Pink dogwood, this is one of my favorites. I have a dogwood tree that grows in the lower part of my yard that I always love to sit under. It's a great place for me to meditate. It's nice and quiet. It's, it's sort of um, 
like a little fairy wonderland there because it's kind of secluded the way the branches hang down and almost cover you as you sit there. When you sit with dogwood, and I do mean like sit with it, sit there in front of it, the message that comes is to let it be, let it go. And sometimes I struggle with that. Many of us struggle with letting go. We want to fix it. We want to have control over it. We want to mess with it. But sometimes the best way to create change is to let it go. Let God have it. Let it be released from you and give it up. So that's the messenger of dogwood. Let go and let it be. Dogwood helps us in healing old traumas that you might be holding on to, old hurts that you haven't let go of. It also resonates with the heart chakra and opens the door for us to allow grace and harmony to return into our lives. Evening primrose. This is one of my favorites. I love primrose. It was, as I told you, the very, very first essence that I ever created. And my primrose are, this, they're called sundrops. My mother-in-law actually gave these to me when we bought our first little house and I planted them in my garden and they grow there today. They're beautiful. So they are pink primrose and I think white primrose as well, but this particular essence was made with the sundrop primrose. They're beautiful yellow. They open in the sun and they close their blooms at night. Primrose is a confidence booster. It's literally like a drop of sunshine. It helps you build confidence. It boosts your self-image. It helps you shine through the darkness. So when you're going through a really difficult time and you're being a little bogged down by it, which happens, you know, it's life. Life is hard sometimes. Primrose always helps me bring the sunshine back. It brings my smile back when the corners of my mouth are turning down, as my husband says, that primrose helps bring the sunshine back into your existence. It resolves feelings of rejection, fear. It helps release commitment issues. And it can also be very uplifting when you're going through times of depression. Again, it is literally like drops of sunshine. That's how it feels to me anyway. Kwanzaa Cherry Essence is another really great flower essence that I use to uplift the mood. It, it's just happy. I always think of cherry as cheery. It's just a very cheery essence. It helps you to weather the storm and emerge brighter and stronger. So when you're going through a difficult time, be it um, physical distress or emotional distress, fatigue, Whatever is going on with you, and you feel like you're in the middle of the storm and it's just whirling around you, Kwanzaa Cherry Essence can help lift that from you and emerge from it brighter and stronger than before the storm began. It helps to give us a new outlook on life. It encourages enthusiasm and dissolves negativity. Cherry helps us to see life more beautifully. It is a cheerful essence. Morning Glory. Morning Glory is a really cool essence. Um, I found Morning Glory, 
Well, I'm going to say Morning Glory found me. A couple of years ago, my husband had Morning Glory growing up a bird feeder pole in his garden. I think he hated it. I loved it. And every morning I would come outside and I literally felt like those beautiful blooms were saying to me, Morning, Glory. It was just like a happy good morning. I immediately felt happy and uplifted. So I sat with Morning Glory for a bit and also did a little research about what Morning Glory Essence brings to us. It is refreshing. It is a very bright energy, just like the sun coming up on a fresh sunny morning. It assists with creating that spark for life, that fire inside you, and it gives you that get up and seize the day kind of feeling. I also think that Morning Glory Essence is really useful for people that find themselves overly dependent on caffeine or other stimulants for that boost of energy. Try Morning Glory instead of that four o'clock cup of coffee. Because if you're like me, at this stage of the game for me, as wonderful as that four o'clock cup of coffee sounds in the afternoon, I'm gonna pay for it at bedtime. So, Morning Glory would be a better uh, idea for me. And it also is uh, good not to have too many stimulants, you know. So, if you find that you're having a lot of caffeine because your energy is low and you just sort of lost that zip, uh, try Morning Glory Essence and see how that feels to you. Pyrite is another really great essence. Pyrite is fool's gold. Most of us know as kids, uh, fool's gold. You find it in the creek beds. It's always really, really fun to watch children find their little first piece of fool's gold. Pyrite is an earth energy as well as the energy of fire. So you get two elements in one stone, the earth and fire. And that in itself is a really powerful essence. It's a protective essence, sort of provides a shield against negativity. I have a friend of mine who always says um, that she prays to put her armor on when things get difficult, and I just love that visual. And this pyrite is sort of armor. It's a, an essence of our armor that just gives us that shield when we're in a situation that there is a lot of negativity around us. You don't want to absorb that negativity. You want to deflect it or transform it into a, a more positive vibration. Pyrite also really helps to increase your focus and it gives an energetic boost to new ideas. It's really useful um, for creative people like myself. Uh, when you're starting a new project, it really helps to kind of get all the all the little neurons firing and really boost that creativity. It's not just for new ideas and new projects, so it's very useful when you need a different perspective on an old way of thinking or an old way of looking at something. Try Pyrite to change your perspective. Next is Pink Peony. This is that soft, almost milky, pinkish-white peony. And Citrine. Citrine is a powerful stone. 
it is really beautiful golden in color so of course it's linked to the sun the element of fire and then you've got this super soft peony that is full of comfort and optimism think of this essence the two combined together as the best of both worlds so this soft pink peony essence whispers to you quietly have optimism it gives you positive energy and fosters a general state of well-being where citrine comes in is it assists in removing fears releasing depression and powering through the challenges of day-to-day -day life so this is sort of a dichotomy of a soft comforting nurturing essence combined with a strong courageous warrior spirit it's a really nice combination the last one that i'm going to talk about is amethyst rose quartz and citrine so this is not a flower essence this is a pure gemstone elixir of my three favorite stones i'm going to say them again amethyst rose quartz and citrine i literally have these stones sitting all over my house they are my three most favorite stones funny those i'm saying that i hear in the back of my mind well what about tiger's eye what about cow's eye i love stones if you know me and you've been to my home or been to my shop you know that i'm a total rock hound i love all stones but this particular essence is one that resonated with me so deeply i had to make it so amethyst rose quartz and citrine it's a multi-purpose blend it can be used for lots of things it just helps us to be our best and most vibrant self it's positive uplifting encouraging stress relieving strengthening loving and protective it is like a great big hug and sometimes don't we all need a great big hug this essence is exactly that not only do I use this essence um, to take internally as a an herbal medicine I also put it in a mist and use it as a room spray um, just for clearing and cleansing the space. I mentioned to you before the kyanite spray. Um, so I think I've been asked a couple of times about doing a smudge spray instead of a smudge stick. So I think I might spend a little time with that and maybe come back to you with a recipe or two for room clearing sprays when you want to dissolve old stagnant energy in your space and kind of give it a little boost uh, revive that space or your personal body if you feel like you're literally holding on to negativity um, you can mist these essences in your space or on your body as as a toner of sorts or you can also take them internally so there are lots of different ways for us to use flower essences to supplement our wellness, to help us feel more alive, more in tune, to release that negativity, to open ourselves to a higher vibration, to be on the true path 
to best wellness. I hope that you have enjoyed these two podcasts on flower essences. I really love when you send me questions and comments. So you can do that through the Anchor Radio app. You can email me through my website, um, lunabluestudio.info. Just go down to the Contact Us link and it'll send an email straight to me. And I really enjoy your feedback. So I hope you're enjoying these podcasts and I will continue working to get some more out to you as soon as possible. But until then, when the rain clears, which will be a couple of days here, I think we have a hurricane coming up the coast. Uh, But when the rain clears, I encourage you to make a flower essence for yourself and experience that from start to finish crafting it, even even beginning with the selection of the flower that you're going to use, and then crafting that for yourself with the intention focused on what your body needs, and then enjoying taking that essence into your body and feeling the shifts and changes that are brought about. Until next time, I hope you get busy making a flower essence. Thanks for joining me for this episode of Apothecary. I hope you've enjoyed our topic today and you found inspiration for your own path of natural wellness. Until next time, may you be happy, healthy, and well, and may you add a little green magic into your day.